they worked hard, we worked all the time. And, um, and that's really what it means to me to be an immigrant. And I, and I think that it always, the, the underlying story was always that we had to work harder than everybody else. And we had to pretty much justify our right to be here. And, and that's why I think the hard work was always such an important point. On this episode of The Creator Community, we'll meet Luisa Ramondo, successful real estate agent, mother of three, and now published author. We'll learn about the journey her family went on to immigrate to America from Italy with almost nothing. Luisa shares how they found a way to make life work through the many challenges facing immigrants and solid life lessons her family instilled in her about hard work and making pasta just right. We'll also follow Luisa's journey to how this ultimately led her to publishing her new book, Beyond the Cobblestones. Check it out. Welcome to the second season of the Creator Community. This is a new podcast series from book publisher New Degree Press. I'm your host, John Saunders, founder of Forward Advisory Solutions. This show is designed to celebrate, elevate, and showcase many of the incredible authors that have published their books through NDP. This year, 2021, New Degree Press will cross over 1,000 published authors. In this show, we get to know the authors and their books, as well as give you a behind the scenes look at their journey. We'll find out what it takes to bring a book from idea to being actually published and available wherever you buy books online. It's by far no easy task, but certainly possible. Today I have with me Luisa Romando, author of Beyond the Cobblestones. Luisa, affectionately known for her Italian heritage and nurturing traits, makes her literary debut with Beyond the Cobblestones, a passion project that's been in the works for years. Inspired by tales of her mother's journey from the villages of Italy to the bustling cities of America. She's an award-winning real estate agent who lives in the Philadelphia area with her husband and three sons. When she's not writing or selling houses, Louisa can be found on the tennis courts, on a yoga mat, or in the kitchen. Louisa is known for her natural cooking abilities and effortless entertaining skills. Sense of tomato and basil drift through her welcoming home as she regularly delights friends and family with Sunday dinners, experience she's carried from her own youth that have inspired this lively tale. Louisa's book has an early September 2021 target publishing date and then will be available wherever you buy books online. Louisa, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, John. It's really a pleasure to have you here. What a great setup. Love this culture and heritage you've pulled together with, with your introduction here and certainly a, an ode to your mother, which I think this, this book is about. But maybe if, before we go there, if we could talk a little bit more about your, your background and career. You know, How did you land where you are, Louisa? Can you share a little bit about that story? Sure. So a little bit about me. I grew up in Philadelphia, PA, and I had immigrant Italian immigrant parents. And it was a very interesting upbringing. I was in a very American neighborhood. And a lot of my memories kind of stem back to some of my differences where things, simple things like my friends would have peanut butter and jelly sandwiches for lunch, and I would have an anchovy with two slices of Italian bread. So <laughs> it was definitely, uh, definitely yes. a little <laughs> unusual. And um, sometimes it was difficult. So, uh, but aside from that, I had a great childhood. I was surrounded by family all the time. We had a lot of aunts and uncles and cousins. And I, uh, like I said, I grew up in Philly. I went to college there. And then after college, I spent some time as a financial analyst working in Center City. And then I moved out to the suburbs uh, to raise my sons. I have three sons. 
And then I became a realtor on the main line. And that's what I'm doing now. I actually volunteer at Children's Hospital in Philadelphia and a couple of other organizations in the area. And other than that, I really just like to connect with people through entertaining and cooking and kind of bringing my culture that I grew up with to the people that I know and love. How did you find your way into real estate, if I could ask It was actually always something that I really enjoyed. I wanted to do it when I graduated from college, but I couldn't do it because I needed an income and that's not really a stable income. So I just love housing. I love the process of um, helping people find a home and uh, it was just a natural fit for me. That's awesome. Great way to connect with people. Sounds like you've worked your whole life building up to being a real estate agent with your connecting people (laughs) and entertaining and and, uh, all of these things. I love it. You know, Let's shift over, if we could, to the author journey. Now, what did that look like? How did you go from this idea, uh, this book, the uh, Beyond the Cobblestones, to getting it out to a published book? What did that look like for you? So, as I mentioned, I grew up with Italian immigrant parents, and they told a lot of stories of their childhood. We we visited their childhood homes when we were young, growing up. We had a lot of contact with our relatives in Italy. So there was always a lot of culture in the house. And I began uh, documenting these stories probably eight or 10 years ago with my mother. I just would sit down at the kitchen table and she would talk and I would really just write down all the details of the story she was telling, not necessarily any kind of a book format. And about three years ago, I had the opportunity to travel to Italy with my dad. And we got to go back to those towns together and I got to see everything through his eyes. And it was just so inspiring and it kind of kickstarted the um, process again of writing the book. And um, I think last year being as tough as it was for everyone with the pandemic and um, as a human race, we were struggling so much. It just felt like it was time to, to bring this story out. It's a heartwarming tale and it's a very authentic story about love and uh, love of country and life and family. I, and I think it's such, I just think it's something we all need right now. It, right. Everyone needs a big hug. And it sounds like there's one in this book here. And I really appreciate <laughs> this idea that, you know, traveling with your dad back to the, the the home country, if you will, sort of reignited these ideas with you. Not long ago, my uh, youngest had to do a Cub Scout project and they said, learn an interview a, a family member about your family. And my mother had done something, her father, grandfather did something similar to what you did. And it was, mm-hmm. I, she took me through the story 10 years ago and uh, you know, I kind of forgot a little bit about it. And it was so interesting to watch my seven-year-old hear these stories and learn about his family that came to this country in the 1600s. He was, I mean, just blew his mind. It was really fun and gave oh, him a much sure. greater connection to the family, which was really cool. Well, uh, it is so exciting. And I have to say that it gave me the opportunity to see my parents' childhoods so intimately in a way that I think that I would have never had if I didn't sit down with my parents and, and write these stories down and really ask all those questions to get the details to learn exactly what they you know experienced when they were growing up. That is really cool to understand more deeply you know their journey and that of your family. I love that. So when you think further about uh, you know this author journey, how did you come to the publisher and how did you get through that program? Well, that's an interesting story. I uh, was having a bad day with work and life, and I was not happy in anything that was going on. And I just was sitting alone and I decided to Google career counselors near me, which is a very silly thing to do. I think if you want a career counselor, you probably would go to your you know, LinkedIn community or something like that to try and find a, a credible source. But I Googled it. I three came up. I called the first one and she didn't uh, answer the phone. I left her a message and I don't think she even ever called me back. The second one answered 
We had a fabulous conversation. And within a few minutes, she knew exactly what my problem was. So needless to say, I signed up for the coaching sessions with her. And probably within the second session, I think she said to me, if there's anything, you know, if money was no object and you could do anything you wanted to do, what would you do? And I said, I'd finish my book. I'd spend my time finishing my book. And she was intrigued because she didn't know I was writing a book. I was approaching her with career issues in real estate. So, um, so what she, so what she did, she had gone to Georgetown and she was aware of Eric Kester and uh, the Creator Institute, and she hooked me up. Really, I mean, that the rest is history. It was just an amazing process to get hooked up with with that program, so that it, it's you know it started the process of, of writing the book down in a proper way to end up getting to New Degree Press and then the publishing. That's awesome. So it was actually a journey of. Like- trying to reinvent or maybe refine your career. And in fact, learning more about this opportunity, you had this story in you for many years, it sounds like, right? And then really just getting that last nudge in the right direction to a program that could help you go through that. And how how would you say that experience has been for you working with a a author coach and a a publisher? It was, it was priceless, really. Honestly, the staff or, you know, the people at New Degree Press and um, at Creator Institute, have been such an incredible resource that I can't even, it's so hard to even talk about it sometimes because there's so many pieces that I don't want to leave anything out. But from the start of the process, you know, you get a developmental editor and she sets deadlines for you and she really coaches you and she tells you what to do. And uh, there's so many resources and so much support there that you really feel like, you know, there's no way that you can't succeed. So it works out. It, it just is an amazing process. And everyone throughout the entire, from beginning to end was just amazing and helpful. And all the editors that I had worked with in at New Degree Press were also um, top notch. There's a structure, there's this community, there's help all along the way, lots of resources. Well, if- so yes. glad it worked out for you and congratulations. Yeah. And I love that this book is about trying to connect, I think, a lineage of your family, right? Is that what I'm hearing? This culture that you experienced as a youth growing up, and now you've gotten to understand it more. Now you're documenting it for your family. And I'd love to learn a little bit more about what really pushed you to get this done, because it takes an enormous amount of work. You're busy, you have children. You know, Why did you have to get this book out there, Louisa? Well, it is an amazing amount of work. I, was, I didn't know when I started working with... Um, Creator Institute, just how much work it was going to be. It was many hours of writing. Like I said, I don't know how I found the time, but I do feel like I really love my parents' story. And I really love the journey that they have been going through their whole lives coming from the, from uh, Italy to the United States and hard, you know, working hard and doing all the things that they did here. And I just felt that it was such an important story to tell and I needed to document it. And like I said, at first I started out documenting it more for you know, cousins or, or for family, just, I really didn't even know what I was doing. I didn't set out writing a book, um, but it just became a, such a great story that I had to turn it into something um, that I could get published. And I thought this, this historical fiction novel was definitely, it was just speaking to me. And I knew the story was always there. And I knew if I hadn't gone through the, these steps, these very important steps that I've gone through over the last year or so to get this novel done, that I would I would definitely regret it. I mean, what a fantastic way to memorialize your family and share with your sons in a very formal fashion, a very tangible fashion, having a book to, to get this done. You mentioned historical fiction. Why did you choose to go down that road versus a, a pure memoir? I'm curious. Well, that's a good question. And I think it has to do more with 
fiction giving me the the idea of a fictional novel gives me um, a little bit more leeway for <laughs> saying things that I maybe would want to say about the story that aren't necessarily true about the story. So um, a memoir I felt would have had to have been very specific and very detailed and um, something that I wouldn't have wanted to make any mistakes with the facts. And I think when you're getting these facts from um, family over the years, things get distorted. I just was afraid that I might, <laughs> I might end up, you know, alienating my whole family with saying, you know, doing some, something incorrectly in the memoir. So I just thought, let's make it a lively tale <laughs> instead about, um, you know, basically the same story, the young girl, you know, and, and how she persevered and worked hard to, to change her life. Uh, I really appreciate that concept and and giving yourself that creative latitude to to tell the story and you know make sure not be sort of beholden exactly to the timeline and giving yourself a little freedom to tell the story more colorfully. I really appreciate that. Yeah, you, know, you touched on this concept of of you know immigrants. You know, what do you think it means to to be an immigrant in this day and age? And through your work with the book, well. I can only really speak to what it means to me and what I think it means to my family. And really, it's always been rooted in hard work. Um, I grew up from a very young age, always knowing we had to work hard. We all had jobs. I started working when I was 14 years old. And I've, other than the years I stayed home to take care of my children, I never really stopped working. And my parents always worked, both of my parents. They, had, they took any job that they had to. They worked hard. We worked all the time. And, um, and that's really what it means to me to be an immigrant. And I, and I think that it always, the, the underlying story was always that we had to work harder than everybody else. And we had to pretty much justify our right to be here. And, and that's why I think the hard work was always such an important point. Such a, a interesting analogy for you know so much of the American story, right? People come to this country looking for opportunity and you just have to work really hard, although that continues to evolve. And but what what an interesting story. You started working at 14, right? Yes. Not everybody uh, gets that luxury in life. Uh, so always hard work has been part of your your story and certainly the the main character in your book. Yeah. How how did you you know create that main character for Beyond the Cobblestones? Well, Claudia is a blend of a lot of different people. She is primarily my mother. Uh, she is also a mix of my aunts and my cousins and a few friends and myself. And there's a, a lot of when I was writing different scenes in the book and thinking about how she would react, I was trying to come up with different ways that of various people in my life would react these, you know, all these women that I'm so blessed to have in my life. So um, that was how I, you know, I, I kind of structured her character and her name is an interesting story because uh, I came up with the name Claudia because I had wanted to name a daughter if I had had one Claudia and I was blessed with three sons. So I never had the opportunity to name any child Claudia. So I feel like this is, you know, beyond the cobblestones is like my child. I love that. Have, have any of your family members figured out uh, that, oh, hey, she's, I think she's talking about me there in that part of the book. Has that happened? Uh, I, well, it's, it, I had one of my cousins read the book for that reason, because I wanted to make <laughs> sure that if there is any semblance, and there is, there are definitely characters within the book that are real people that I have, um, that I have, you know, fictionalized. And I had, like I said, a cousin read it so that, you know, just in case I didn't want to offend anyone. And she knows who everyone is in the book because she knows she's she's related and she knows everyone in the family. So I thought, let me let her read it. So just in case I don't want anyone to get offended by anything I say. So 
So you've got family involved in what we call the beta reading process, those early readers who can give feedback, but uh, what a great yes. source to go to someone who's got firsthand experience of, of the folks, the characters in the story to uh, exactly. direct she feedback. Has, yeah, she has my exact background, so she knows everything that I'm talking about, and, and it, was, it was just a perfect fit for beta reading. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, it all just part of the process, but you found a meaningful way, a particularly meaningful way to do it with your own family. That's really cool. Uh, how would you describe, you know, one, your writing style and how did you sort of see it evolve over time as you went through this journey? Sure. I am an episodic writer. I like to sit for an uninterrupted longer period of time and write a lot all at once. And then I won't write maybe for like a week or so. So, um, you know, that was really great for me because I would get up at maybe five o'clock in the morning. I'd sit down, I'd write a couple of thousand words, and then I'd go about my normal day and, you know, my job and everything else I had to do. And if I did anything during that week, usually it would be more editing of what I had written. So that, that was kind of the way I got through this. I would write a few thousand words at a time and then just um, nothing <laughs> for maybe like a week. You know, that's, I think one of the beauties of this journey is that, you know, I think one of those great things about the program is it helps you find your style. There's no one way to get a book written. Uh, they give you the structure, the tools to make it happen, but then you can find a way to fit it into your life. Uh, I, 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 I guess I, I forget the word is for mine, but I find, find myself, I just pecked away at it every single day, sort of a oh, couple okay. hours every single day, late okay. at night when my house was quiet uh, with my small kids, which was uh, made it a little bit easier to get done. But uh, that's really yeah. interesting. Okay. I, I didn't, I could, I tried doing that. I just felt stressed by that, you know, having to sit down and write every day was just not something that I could very easily fit into my life. So that didn't work for me. Interesting. But well, it was great because my developmental editor was awesome in, in helping me figure out really what, what would work and what made the most sense. And, and that was how we found to, you know, the process to be successful for both of us. So it was good. You found your way, you got it done and, <laughs> yes. and here you are with the book. So when you think about Beyond the Cobblestones, you know, who, who do you think is going to enjoy this book? Who's going to really love reading about your family story and, and Claudia? Claudia. I think anyone who's interested in stories about strong women, uh, stories about women who change their lives drastically and maybe don't go, go with the flow or go against the grain. Uh, definitely, I, I would say children of immigrants or immigrants would probably appreciate this book because there's a lot a feeling that comes from being an immigrant um, that I think you can get out of this book and appreciate. And I think if you live in this country, chances are pretty strong. Uh, you are an immigrant in some way, shape or form, right? Exactly. Uh, exactly. Uh, I really, we all are. <laughs> the story of Claudia and how she found her way to America. Is that the general story that she, how she got here and how she made it happen with, I, I'm guessing she didn't come over here with a pile of money uh, in the bank. Exactly. There's there's a lot of interesting stories within the uh, the book that'll that'll shed some light on how she ends up getting here. But it wasn't easy. There were a lot of obstacles, and at the end of the day, you know, she just worked through all the obstacles with a positive attitude as best she could. Of course, you know, we all have our challenges, and she did too. Um, but she really, uh, you know, she persevered, and that's the message that I think is is really important in this book. You know, perseverance, resilience is such an important part of of life, and, and certainly immigration. You know, is there a favorite story you have to share about how Claudia did that, persevered? I do. Uh, I think one of the stories that I use in the book um, is one that my mother told me when she was young. They didn't have enough food to eat. And her mother 
shut the whole, like the house up, which basically meant she covered the door, the window that was on the door, because that was the only window that they had in the house. And she kept it covered so she could keep all of her children sleeping because she didn't have any food for them. And I always, that story always, I know it's, it's really interesting to, to think along those lines because I didn't grow up ever wanting for food. And um, I, I can't imagine as a mother uh, how she dealt with, you know, my grandmother, how she dealt with that. And then my mother as a child witnessing that, I always felt that that story was really um, interesting. And I did use a story, you know, very similar story in the book. She, so she covered up all the windows and with drapes? And <laughs> well, there was stuff? one window. It was just the door. There was a window on the door and that's the only window that was in the house. Um, so it's, it's, it was definitely not like what we're used to. <laughs> and and I, I guess I'm, what did covering the window do? Did it help the kids stay asleep or what was the it idea? It kept the house dark, kept everything dark and quiet. And I think just keeping them asleep as long as possible was, was the goal that she had. I don't know how long she was able to do it. I don't know how well it worked, but, um, but that, you know, that, that's a story that my mother told that I always remembered. And, and I, you know, it made me understand her as well because she never wasted anything when we were growing up and she always worried about money, even though, you know, we were fine. We weren't, we didn't have a lot, but we were fine. So uh, she was always very mindful of all of those things, no waste. And, um, and I think that that just comes from stories like that, that she told me when she was young where they had nothing. I, I think, uh, I, but a interesting story again about somebody who came from very little and, and you know raised a very vibrant and successful family. I think of my own mother taking the ketchup bottle that you know has got this much left in and setting it on the other one. So you know every last ounce of she still does that to this day. By the way, uh, getting that last yes. ounce of ketchup up uh, out of the the bottle. I know, know, and I love I love those stories. There are all, a lot of those stories, and they're from so many different cultures and so many different types of immigrants from different countries. And whenever I come across those stories, I, I always, uh, it just, I don't know, it's kind of like heartwarming in a sense. <laughs> right. We f- all find a way to, to, to get by in our, our schedule, yeah. our lives, our timeline. That's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. You know, when you think about this journey overall, Louisa, you know, has there been, have there been any unexpected positives, you know, you found in writing the book and, you know, what might, what might one of those be? Absolutely. The number one positive, I think, that came out of writing this book was the um, way that I really got to know my mom and dad. I love my parents, obviously, and I loved sitting down with them and really hearing the stories that they had to tell. Every once in a while, they would fight about the stories they were telling because they would have different... They would have different... Hence the creative um, narrative, right? Exactly. They would have you know different uh, uh, accounts of what actually happened. But um, but for the most part, it was just really fun to get all the details of their stories down. And I, I just loved it. That was, I think, the positive that I wasn't expecting to get out of this. And, and I really, you know, my mom and dad are both 81 years old. And it's just so great for me to know them as well as I feel like I know them. Can you think back to your sort of most interesting conflict and stories you found and maybe share a little nugget on that? Oh, with Between your mother fighting. and father and them <laughs> saying, this is what happened. No, this is what happened. I can't even, there's so, I can't even come up with just one. And anyone who knows uh, my parents has witnessed the two of them with their, <laughs> their oh, bickering. Oh. Maybe one is the way they make pasta. My, my mother makes, 
orequieta. Of, certain of course, way of, it's pasta related, right? <laughs> right, it's pasta related. And the way my mother would make it, my father might say, oh, this doesn't look good. And then they fight about how that's supposed to be done. So those kinds of stories were really kind of fun to watch. But anyone who knows my mom and dad has, has witnessed some of that. <laughs> Having uh, in-laws from Italy, I can very much appreciate that story. And uh, Sunday dinner at uh, you know one, two o'clock, this kind of thing. I love it. Uh, exactly. <laughs> when you think about your your book, Louisa, Beyond the Cobblestones, you know what's a, a key message or lesson? We talked a little bit about perseverance. Is, is there an overarching message you want to want people to take away from your book? I would say. I mean, I I really like to think there are a lot of strong messages in the book, but it shows a girl who was born into a life that she doesn't like, she doesn't want. And it wasn't something that she chose. You know, it was, it was basically dictated to her by her family and her ancestors. And it shows this person, despite having very little resources and very little opportunity, finding a way to make her own life better. And then that of ultimately that of her family. So I think that the message, you know, that perseverance really, you know, leads to success is the important one. You know, right. We don't get to choose the life we're born into, do we? And that's a such an important message to have out there and getting to see her go through this journey and the struggles and how she faced them and saw challenging parts of her life. I really, really appreciate this story. And I love the fact that you've taken the time and energy to bring this whole family cultural lineage to, you know, as a, as a collection of stories for your own family to celebrate and share with others about, you know, how you can also learn from lessons in the book about perseverance. What a, what a beautiful story. Thank you. Uh, if people want to learn more about you and the book, Louisa, where, where can they go? So I have a website. It's www.beyondthecobblestones.com. Or you can find me on Facebook, uh, Instagram, LinkedIn by my name, Louisa Romando or Louisa Livorno Romando. It all comes up. Uh, it, all over social media. Uh, I love it. Uh, <laughs> Louisa Romando, Beyond the Cobblestones, will be available uh, September 2021, wherever you find books online. Louisa, thanks so much for being on the show. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. I'm your host, John Saunders. Keep moving forward. Yeah.